0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, I'm Bill's defensive end,
1: Greg Russo, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you rather be than right? Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan,
2: Nate. The Buffalo Bills send the Packers packing back to Green Bay after a 27-17 win on Sunday Night Football for the Bills to go 6-1 on the season and keep first place in the AFC. AFC. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host Nate, and this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor: check out the Delago Resort and Casino. Have a drink, make a bet, have something to eat. You will not regret it. It is the jewel of Waterloo. Uh, we are going. I'm your host Nate. We're going to discuss the Bills' victory and. Uh, we're gonna go over our thoughts of the game, stats of the game, sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers, with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. Um, want to welcome in my co-hosts John and Mike and fellas. This is uh, this wasn't a pretty win. This wasn't like a win where you're just like, you know, the Bills dominated all four quarters. But uh, I think that's just kind of the theme of this season. Is I is I believe for the most part, uh, the Bills are just that good that when they need to, uh, they can, they can win these ugly games, uh, because they're that good. And this is the first time that, uh, a quarterback has beaten three former NFL MVPs in one season with Aaron Rodgers tonight. And, uh, he does not look like the Aaron Rodgers of 2020 or maybe even 2021. Uh, but a win is a win. Uh, and, uh, and it's good to come out there, especially after some, some pretty crappy tackling and quarterback play in the second half. So, uh, John, I'll start off with you. Uh, thoughts on the game, and uh, and uh, did you see if basically how I saw it?
3: Yeah, my thoughts exactly on the second half. They kind of walk through it and still managed to beat the Packers by double digits. Uh, it was not good to see Poyer get hurt again, uh, so hopefully he's okay. Uh, but... Yeah, all in all a win is a win, right? Like they're six and one. They haven't been six and one since nineteen ninety three. So, you know, they're they're on the right track. They got through the toughest part of their schedule. Um, obviously no no game is easy in the NFL, but you know, from a fan standpoint, you know, the Chiefs, Ravens, and all these other teams that they had to go up against, like that that was that was a tough run.
2: Yeah, John agreed i mean to be 6 and 1 after this 7 game stretch was like uh it was a really tough uh when we looked at it when we did our, our schedule prediction at the before the season started we looked at it we're like this is going to be a tough stretch they're 6 and 1 probably should be 7 and 0 oh, but uh yeah yeah i i take that any day of the week uh mike your thoughts on uh, on today's win
1: i think some fans were down about the second half but like you said rodgers is Arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever, back to back reigning MVP. So any win there is huge. And just looking at the at the the teams the Bills beat in the AFC, like they're they're all tops in their division, right? Chiefs, Ravens, Titans. Um, loved the game, enjoyed it a lot, and it's good to keep them. Good to see him steamroll and it, like a, a double digit win against Aaron Rodgers.
2: That's great. Yeah, Sean McDermott remains. Uh, undefeated after the bye going 6-0 and now uh, for the Buffalo Bills. John, I like what you said about Poyer being injured, well not that part about him being injured, but like it's, it's, it's an important thing depending on how long he's injured for. And someone said on the Twitter space earlier, you know, people are talking about the Bills trading for a running back or something like that. He's like, if Poyer's out for an extended period of time, um, the Bills should be looking at some sort of safety depth at the trade deadline, uh, which is in just a couple of days, Uh, And I can't really disagree with that. That kind of goes way up the the ladder as far as need. If they can find a team like uh, the Lions or, I mean, I have no idea what their roster really looks like, but another team that's, you know, pretty much out of it. Maybe even the Raiders, if they're willing to admit that they're out of it. Or um, it's just somebody, just like a rental player. That's all we need is a rental player at safety uh, for a position like that. We don't need a guy for the next five years. Uh, just someone, just to, to kind of you know make us feel better since we know we lost Micah Hyde for the entire season. Um, I, I like that you brought that up.
3: Yeah, they they don't definitely don't need another running back.
2: <laughs> well, uh, conversely, only because it's before the trade deadline and we won't record again before that. Uh, another person brought up. I think I believe it was the same uh, individual on Twitter Space brought up. Like, hey, um, do you think that the reason why? Cook kind of sat out for, or I'm sorry, Singletary sat out for a few series before he came back in. Do you think that was Brandon Bean trying to get Cook out there to maybe lure him as trade bait and show how good he is before the trade deadline? Because uh, I thought that was interesting. It's a conspiracy theory, which I'm I'm all for. I love conspiracy theories, but um, Singletary was doing great. I believe at the time he was seven, eight yards per carry. Uh, until he saw the the field again in the third or fourth quarter when the Bills kind of needed uh, some yardage and kind of sustained some drive so the Packers didn't get back into it. Um, he came out then. But yeah, it's an interesting... I, I wonder if that's the case. I wonder if the Bills are kind of looking to maybe use him as trade bait if they try to get another running back. But uh, to your point, John, I think we're good with the running backs we have. Uh, I don't think the Bills need to trade for another running back. But I mean, if you're going to trade a fourth-round pick for like a Kareem Hunt... Uh, and you can look past his personal issues, then I think that's an upgrade, um, just in general over Zach Moss, right?
3: Yeah, but do, do you need do you need that though? Like, I'd rather keep the fourth round pick. Like, the Bills have been really good at drafting the last few years. Like, the Davis was a fourth round pick. They get the sixth round corner and like all these other guys. Like, I, I'd rather have that than just have
2: three running backs, right? Well, you say that now, but what if Singletary goes down? How how good do you feel about Moss and? And uh, uh, James Cook being your only running backs and maybe taking up Duke Johnson. You know, that's not – doesn't make me feel great. I mean, Singletary is that good, and I think the drop-off is just huge, in my opinion at least. Dime a dozen, dozen, Nate. Dime (laughs) a dozen. John John loves running backs, as you can tell.
3: All all those years during the drought, all they did was first-round running
2: backs, trade for McCoy. Like, it it didn't work. Just stop it! I love McCoy. McCoy was one of our best running backs in the last twenty years. And We had some good ones. Yeah, they had great running. They always had great running backs. Cause- <laughs> but that was—it's hard to like say because oh, Shady was the best running back uh, uh, before Fred Jackson, who was just a couple years before him. And he was a- Fred Jackson was the best running back before uh, Marshawn Lynch a couple years before him. For <laughs> yeah,
3: well, well, Jackson was uh, you know undrafted, but like, but yeah, Marshawn Lynch and Willis McGahey and. You know, they, Travis Henry, and like, like all these guys.
2: Yeah, yeah, dime a dozen, right? So, uh, going back to the game, um, is interesting. Uh, let's talk about Josh Allen for a second. It felt like a tale of two halves with uh, Josh Allen ending the day. Um, might as well go right into stats of the game.
1: Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know. Sixty percent of the time,
3: it works. Every time that doesn't make sense, so you're telling me there's a chance.
2: Oh, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, can't 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Uh, Josh Allen 13 for 25, 218 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Two interceptions coming in the fourth quarter, Uh, almost just hovering about 50% completion percentage. Not a great game by Josh Allen. Um, It felt like uh, the Packers' secondary kind of got to the Bills' team. Even Jair Alexander, they showed a clip of him and Stephon Diggs jawing back and forth before the game. Um, I thought Stephon Diggs had a great game, but uh before i mean besides that the passing game was pretty lackluster and even so jair alexander wasn't really covering stefan diggs he was covering gabriel davis most of the time um so uh if you guys were let's do a fire emoji rating for josh allen's performance as a whole on tonight out of five uh mike what would you give him out of five fire emojis for his performance it's comparison to mostly Josh Allen's performance, not to other quarterbacks.
1: Well, certainly a tale of two halves, but nothing like what we're used to seeing him. Um, I don't know if—do uh, you think he was trying to force things because of some of the back and forth? It's kind of like what it felt like. It, it, it felt like uh, it got to Diggs, to Davis, and to Allen a little bit. So I, I'd say <clears throat> he threw two touchdowns but had two picks, maybe two and a half.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's about what I'd give him, two, two Two and a half, like, a very... Maybe maybe if I'm going to be very critical, like, two, because two and a half would have, Like, an average, like, Josh Allen game, like, it's average for where he could go. I'd say it was probably his worst game of the season, if we're being honest. I think he had a better game against the Dolphins than he did against the, the Packers tonight, but still, it didn't matter. I mean, it's still a Josh Allen... Like, a two-star Josh Allen is still, like, you know... A four star or five star Mac Jones, right? So it's all in consideration, but I I I'd probably give him two and a half, maybe two. John, w- what about you? Now,
3: two and a half sounds right to me, um, especially if you factor in the forty nine rushing yards. Uh, I think that that those helps the Saint drives. Um, but yeah, like the the poor decisions in the second half, the interceptions, the overthrowing Camaro towards the end. Uh, it was it was pretty ugly.
2: Yeah, the interceptions, that red zone that red zone pick against Alexander. Was he Alexander? I can't remember. Red zone. But uh yeah, that that throw to Kumro who's wide open, it would have easily gotten the first down on a third down. Um he makes that play. I mean he wasn't he was barely I mean he was running to his right, he wasn't really pressured, but like he makes that play, you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred, so that was odd to see for sure. For sure. Devin Singletary, leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills, fourteen carries for sixty seven yards which turns out to almost uh, 4.8 yards per carry. So he had a good night running the ball. Josh Allen was the next leading rusher. Six carries for 49 yards, about eight yards per carry. Uh, James Cook, five five carries for 35 yards, seven yards a carry. And then uh, Isaiah McKenzie with that two-yard touchdown run. Um, leading Bills receivers, uh, Stephon Diggs, leader there, six receptions on eight targets, 108 yards, one touchdown Had that long 53-yard catch at the end of the first half that uh, John mentioned. Um, James Cook. James Cook. John, you are a James Cook fan. He is like one of your favorite players. He was the second leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills. One target, one reception, 41 yards. A great game. I mean, all things considered, we're talking about James Cook potentially being trade bait. I mean, he had 76 yards. On the day with only six touches. Like, that's pretty freaking good, you know? Those are like Alvin Kamara like stats, right? Um, next. Why would
3: they trade him? They just drafted him in the second round.
2: That's, that's a great question. That's a, I, think, I think it would just be potential, you know, player for player or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. A player in a pick, uh, maybe they want to get someone who's like, I don't know. You know there, there were rumors about Christian McCaffrey, and people were saying James Cook in a third, third round pick, you know? Um, but but yeah, I, I like him. I know you love him. That's why I wanted to bring it up. So he's really good. You, this should this should be your case for why the Bills should keep him in case something happens. Seven yards per carry and you know, 41 yards per catch. <laughs> um, next leading receiver was Gabriel Davis. Uh, two receptions on seven targets for 35 yards. And then uh, going down the list, we have Dawson Knox. Two receptions on three. Uh, targets for 10 yards and a touchdown and uh, some other guys Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay side of the ball uh, 19 for 30 203 yards two touchdowns one interception Aaron Jones 20 attempts 143 yards uh, zero touchdowns AJ Dillon 10 attempts 54 yards no touchdowns um so for a Bills run defense, it really stopped most of the running backs this entire season. Um, they were not able to really contain uh, Aaron Jones. And I think most of that came in the second half. Defensive side of the ball, Tremaine Edmonds had 13 tackles today. Matt Milano had an interception. Uh, and we had a sack by Greg Rousseau. Um, he almost had two sacks, but one was uh, taken away by what was it, Dane Jackson, hands to the face. Or something like that. Uh, and then Tim Settle had a sack too. So that was all for stats of the game. Uh, in today's victory.
1: Did you guys notice Jordan Phillips just shoulder checking dudes? He like wasn't tackling; he was just shoulder checking.
2: I loved it. I was. I, yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved times. it. He was just like it was. He was. I thought he was like laying the wood. That looked. That looked good. I didn't want him to form tackle. I wanted him to just you know crush dudes. <laughs> Did you like that? You you were you were like I've never seen anything like that, that before.
1: Just sticking his shoulder out.
2: I missed you there. What'd you say?
1: I said I hadn't seen anything like that before, just sticking his shoulder out. Did
2: you – Did you You liked it, though, right? Or were you just like, why does he keep doing that? Just tackle the guy.
1: <laughs> as long as he doesn't miss, <laughs> no problem. He, he didn't
2: miss all game. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> like, down the field, just like, boom, like – yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. Some interesting other stats from the win uh, – Matt Milano got the, he, that interception. was his second of the season. Matt Milano's career high for interceptions is three from 2018. Greg Rousseau had his fifth sack of the year, establishing a new career high for the University of Miami product. Isaiah McKenzie had a seven-yard touchdown. That's his fourth touchdown of the season, which is crazy. It's funny. Hey, hey hats off to Isaiah McKenzie, man. After that Kansas City Chiefs game uh, where he looked pretty awful in, uh, he bounced back. Uh, in uh, in today's win, and it was kind of funny. It's like uh, Stu McAllister, one of our listeners, uh, good friend of the podcast. He's like, um, I guess it's okay if Isaiah McKenzie dances in the in the locker room. We were talking about that last week, John. It's just like you know, dancing and, and singing in the locker room is all well and good when the Bills are playing well or when you're playing well. But when you're not, it's kind of like, eh, you know, maybe you should hit the jugs a little bit more or something like that. But uh, it was just you know, it's a week in and week out sort of league. And uh, and it was a good bounce-back week for him, so so good to see that from Isaiah McKenzie. Now, if you were to ask me, do I still want to see Khalil Shakir more, the rookie wide receiver out of Boise, do I want to see him more than Isaiah McKenzie? The answer is always yes, but I still like Isaiah McKenzie on the team and obviously what he, what he adds to the offense when he gets the ball in his hand. Uh, yeah, all right, that does it for stats of the game. We're going to take a quick commercial break. After that, we'll go, we'll go into our sweet sassy molasses plays of the game and our wall of famers and wall of shamers. So
0: stick around. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now, more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. All right, welcome back to
2: Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike, and we're go- going to go into our Sweet Sassy molasses plays of the game.
1: Sweet Sassy molasses. get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown.
2: John, I'll start with you first on this one. Uh, what's your Sweet Sassy molassie play of the game?
3: For me it was that fifty yard pass to Diggs uh at the end of the first half to get him in field goal range. Um, the previous drive the Packers had the ball third and long and they just kinda ran it instead of actually trying to get the first down. And I was thinking, Oh, it's just like the Bills during the drought, something they would do and the other team would come back and score and that's what the Bills did. They go fifty yards and like, ah, oh, sweet sassy molasses, here we go. And uh yeah, it was, it was just great to see it go the other way. Did
2: that? That was definitely a drought era play against us. Like we would, we were the Green Bay Packers tonight for like, like twenty years at one point, right? Like the Patriots would do the same thing. Like the Bills would try to run a draw play just to get out of the down, right? Third and long, they're just going to run a draw play for four yards and then punt it away, and then the Patriots would just yeah,
3: they're just hoping to run enough cl- clock so the other team doesn't. <laughs>
2: If they're we only give right. Brady but, one minute and ten seconds and only one timeout, then there's no way he's gonna score on us before the end of the half, right? I mean, they're already up twenty-one to seven. Wrong. Like they still, <laughs> yeah, he still, yeah, they still like dink and dunk it down the field on us, right? So I like that one. The Diggs fifty-three yard catch before the end of the first half. Uh, Mike, what's your sweet sassy molassy play of the game?
1: For me, it was also Diggs, but it was the his his touchdown. So the the score that made it uh, the twenty six yard pass play that made it fourteen to zero. And I never got the feeling that the game was in doubt from that point on.
2: Yeah, that was a great uh, great touchdown pass. Did you guys see it afterwards? Because um, Maddie Glab, the Bills uh, one of the Bills uh, writers there, um, reporters there, she tweeted out that it looked like the Gabe Davis and I think at least one other Bills player had to hold Stephon Diggs back after that play because he caught the pass, got a touchdown, and then, you know, it was it was a touchdown. And then the guy kind of, the it wasn't Jair Alexander, it was another one, who like uh, tackled Stephon Diggs and then just dragged him down and, and bounced him off the ground after that. And like probably could have been called a penalty. It was kind of a bang-bang, like caught- Inter or not interception, tackle, and then, you know, taken down. But he wanted to fight the guy. Like, he was about to, you know, possibly get a penalty, and the guys had to kind of remove him. I don't know if you guys saw that. But it was an interesting thing. Like, like Diggs was fired up this game from even before the beginning of the season. Maybe that's from his... Maybe there was some bad blood between Jair Alexander and him when he was in Minnesota. Um, I don't know how far that goes, but interesting.
1: My sweet sass... I mean, I didn't have a problem with that tackle, did you? Like... If if you make that tackle and the ball comes out, I don't think it's a catch. So I had no problem with the defender taking him down.
2: Let's see. I'm gonna play that one for you. I, I vote that it was excessive. Hold on. I'm gonna share my screen with you and have you guys decide. Here it is. Here we go. He yeah, threw him like was like ten yards out of bounds. Yeah, that was pretty bad, right? Mike, do you change it? You've seen it now. I'd be ticked. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mike doesn't think it's that bad. I didn't like it, but, you know, there's some plays where I didn't really, like, I thought that there was a real offensive uh, pass interference penalty on the Packers, and uh, a lot of Packers. Are you going to leave that to to 12 minutes of dead air while we look at that play? Yes. Oh, I don't get rid of dead air. It's one of the best parts of the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yes. It, It builds anticipation. It's good. I'll be like, I think they're going to say something. I think they're going to say something. Nope, not yet. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to give uh, my sweet sassy Molassie play. The game was the first touchdown. Uh, it's when Allen flipped that touchdown pass to Knox on second and goal. Um, I mean, it's just it's just Allen being able to fake the defense into running the ball. And as soon as they try to tackle him, so he doesn't run it into the end zone, he just flips it to a wide open Knox. I mean, it's just, it's so nice to see that because you know, if we had like Tyrod Taylor or some other quarterback and they had that run, like they were going to run it in no matter what, there was no nuance. Like it was going to be a, and just, there was no BC or D like, this is what was going to happen. And you better be faster than that DB. That's going to tackle you. So, uh, I love that play. I did like it. I like the both plays you guys mentioned, though too. It was it was good to see. Notice how none of us had any plays in the second half. But uh, let's go.
1: I feel like you didn't have to name Tyrod. I just was. He's. It's kind of doing him dirty. Okay, Emmanuel. EJ I mean, e. Manuel,
2: right? EJ Manuel trying to run okay. around the edge. I was trying to think of a quarterback that actually ran. Like Fitzpatrick never really, you know, ran. Trent Edwards wasn't a big runner. Uh, JP Lawson. Okay, there you go. JP Lawson around the edge. <laughs> uh so all right well let's go into the wall of fame wall mike who do you put on your wall of fame in this win
1: for me it's james cook (sighs) finally i think certainly his best game is a bill finally showed why he was drafted? Five carries, thirty-five yards, seven yards average, and then the big catch.
2: Yeah, I liked everything.
1: Can we christen him the captain? Captain,
2: <laughs> captain Cook? You mean? What's yeah. that from? Was that what from the movie? Which which movie is that? That. Uh, He's from real from, life. There's a real Captain Cook. I didn't oh. know that. You're not confusing him yeah. with Captain Hook, the children's the <laughs> children's novel character, <laughs> the Disney movie character, are you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'm thinking of the British explorer Captain James Cook, who uh, charted the unmapped Pacific Islands or the Pacific Ocean, the Netherlands, the Hawaiian Islands. Like, like, it's I don't perfect. know.
2: Sounds made up, John. <laughs> so not not never Land. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, he had a super successful career until he tried to kidnap the chief of the Hawaiian
3: Islands, and then he was murdered. Oh, By an al- by an alligator? <laughs> <or crocodile, laughs>
2: what was it? Well, you see, it got his hand first, and then they put a clock in it so that they would always know. How do I know so much more about Captain Hook than I do Captain Cook? That's kind of sad. I feel like Captain Cook did a lot more for our, our world and society than, uh, than Captain Hook did, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: So it's a good nickname, right?
2: Was it was Captain Cook? I like it. I like. I don't like the fact that I didn't get it right away, but I like the fact that you did much better than me in uh, American history. So <laughs> it shows. It shows. Hmm. We had a good teacher. Um, what would be better? What would be better? Like uh, I was trying to think of something having to do with Cook. Cook? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the chef. You
3: okay? You okay? You can't use third and cook.
2: (laughs) Uh, Damn it. Um, Third. Yeah, no. Cook. Let it. Someone on the Twitter space was like, let him cook. I was like, yeah, that's a good one, too. Or like something with grilling, something with smoking. I don't know. Grilling, cook, cook, cook in the kitchen. I don't know. We'll think about it. Let's we'll think. Of it. Everybody, tweet us your best names. Send us a DM on Instagram, Twitter. We'll go over them uh, next week or something. The next time he has a good game, I'm gonna pull them up, and I'll make a list of them. So we've got some good ones. Uh, maybe we maybe we hit the jackpot though the first time out with Captain Cook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I'm good with, I'm good with the captain. The captain. Ooh. But then that kind of you know. Makes it sound like he's an actual captain on the team, which he's not, because you have that on the team. It'd be so much better if he was.
1: He's also not a ship captain,
2: now. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be. Do we know be, if he be, could be? be. Yeah, true, true. He may. He is from the University of uh, of Georgia, and I know that the Georgia shares an ocean. Uh, shares an ocean <laughs> with other states. <laughs> shares an ocean with what? I don't know. It has an ocean front. Okay, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be nicer if he was Admiral Cook so that you don't have that captain thing you know like I don't know I don't know They're...
1: oh because you think people would confuse it
2: with him being a captain because yeah. of the team well you're so literal like it could be but aren't like half half the Buffalo Bills yes, captains? yes he's not one of them If, yeah, if he, was... he, he might be one there's so many <laughs> he's definitely not I know that for a fact now ask me who the ones that are I have but, no idea I don't know all the captains
1: but I think that's Dude, you were the
2: one that gave me hell for third and goal, only mattering when it was, like, third and goal and him catching a pass, because I was going for, like, you know, a a rhyme there. So, like, Captain Cook, you can't call him Captain Cook unless he's a captain. There. (laughs) Unless he's an actual football captain, too. Can't call him that. Unacceptable. So, John, uh, Mike had James Cook. For his wall of fame, John, you're a huge James Cook fan. <laughs> the James Cook, which we'll think of a better nickname at some point. <laughs> is there is there like a isn't there a a show or something like uh, diners and dives or drive-throughs or whatever? Like there's got to be a show about cooking that we can we can you know go to. I'm kind of <laughs> soured. <laughs> <laughs> I get that feeling. I get that. No, no, Captain Cook's good, Captain.
1: I have this thing when people chew me like shit.
2: <laughs> when people don't roll roll out a red carpet for every single one of my ideas, I, I tend to hold a really big grudge. Mike's, and this was the last week. This was the last week we saw Mike on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, that was just John until I insult John <laughs> or criticize him. No, it's a good one. It's more. It's Mike. It's not about that nickname. It's more of like I don't feel good about my insecurities about American history and the fact that you did so much better in it than me. So that's where it comes from. I feel like that's it's just it's just me projecting my insecurities, you know. So don't take it that badly. I accept. <laughs> I accept your apology. <laughs> um, John, who do you have on your wall of fame?
3: That was a good one. I, I, I almost want to go Captain Cook myself, but, uh, instead I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. Good Six one. catches, 108 yards, 18 per touchdown. Um, he's great. So I'm going to go with Diggs.
2: Yeah, I like that one. I'm going with Diggs too. Um, another great game by St- I mean he's having a, a, an incredible season. I think he's on track for what like 1600 yards or something to that effect. Like he's he's just been having that good of a season. Um I can't really he he stood out if Josh Allen as a passer isn't going to stand out and one of his receivers does that much, especially when it didn't seem like anyone else could get anything going on the outside besides Stefan Diggs, like you thought maybe Gabriel Davis would, but uh man, that was uh that was a rough one. So, uh Let's go into our wall of shame in the win. Shame. 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 John, let's go right back to you for wall of shame. Uh, do you have anyone to, anyone or anything to put on this? And feel free to put as many as you want on there, despite what Mike says. I'm, I'm just going to go with one today. Uh, Josh Allen. Ooh. For the reasons that
3: we mentioned before. Josh Allen
2: two and a half fire emoji Josh Allen. Not 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 the greatest. Not the greatest uh game by him. Or at least second half or whatever. So you don't want to go second half Josh Allen. You want to go full Josh Allen. That's that's it. Okay, I like it.
3: The second half brought him down that much. I mean I mean it's definitely his worst half of football
2: this mm-hmm. year, right? Easily. Easily. I can't remember a worse game than this one this this season. I just hope that this you know this Part of Josh Allen doesn't show up in the playoffs, but you never know. I mean, it's all a crapshoot, but um, at least they were able to run the ball today. Unlike, you know, other games uh, this season, I I thought they ran the ball really well, including when Josh Allen ran the ball, which looked good. How funny did it look when he jumped up after that one run, and he, like, laughed right in the DB's face? That uh, was—I think they mentioned in the broadcast, or at least I saw it on Twitter, that— he was basically sticking up for his guy, right? Like Stephon Diggs, his receivers. Like you know, it was just it was it was pretty cool to see. A little psychotic, but it was pretty cool. He, I I, th- I feel like he does that
3: a lot. Like after he does like a running play, and he takes a big hit, he'll bounce up and he, he's all. Biggest grit on us. <laughs> like
2: he likes it. Like yeah, like he like it's almost sadistic, right? Like come come at me again, hit me again. Like I just got right back up. It's funny. I was talking with uh, a guy from CBS over the weekend or last week on that pod, and you know we were talking about Josh Allen and you and I, especially the last few years, we've been kind of talking about being being cringing when when Josh Allen runs or they have design runs, especially with Brian Dable as offensive coordinator. We're like you know like every every hit he takes you're just worried about it but then you forget sometimes like how much bigger he is than a lot of these players like he's he's as big of a linebacker or as big as a linebacker if not bigger it's really the the defensive line that's the only players that are really truly bigger than him because he's the same size as the linebacker he's bigger than almost every i mean he is bigger than every db in the nfl um so just as long as it's not like you know a hit to the knee or something like that or a concussion like, every time he gets hit, as long as he's not injured, like, what does it matter, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, you're right. This year, he's been almost like, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see him do that. Uh, just hoping that, you know, it doesn't encourage more uh, more linemen or defensive players to take shots at him, unnecessary shots at him. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm going to go out, before I get to you, Mike, I'm going to give my wall of shame real quick. Um, I'm going to give it to the second-half tackling by the defense, uh, it just didn't exist it felt like um whether it was a defensive line just like letting large gaping holes for aaron jones to run through or uh them just missing on tackles uh in the second level um matt milano tremaine edmonds i saw miss some tackles the the secondary um i'm just glad they didn't break one it looked like Aaron Jones and the Packers were going to break one at one point so I'm going to give it to the second half tackling by the defense luckily it was a bend but don't break scenario um the Bills stopped a fourth down conversion so that was nice but uh, I'm going to go that way Mike who do you have as your on your wall of shame who or what on your wall of shame in uh in this win
1: for me it's Gabe Davis he had just two receptions all game and it felt like he let Jair alexander getting his head especially i thought late in the game with the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and the bills were the dominant team i thought from start to finish so it just it just felt like the whole team and then uh davis like it, it they sunk down to that level unfortunately
2: yeah i like that one a lot mike um in the point about gabe davis and, and letting letting uh or alexander get to them i thought the bills They won by double digits. They won by two scores. The Bills easily could have been up by 21 at the end of the game um, if they were playing better uh, as a team. So, I mean, in my opinion, like, Aaron, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Josh Allen should have been sitting the second half of the fourth quarter if the Bills had played as well, if they hadn't turned the ball over, if they had been able to stop the Packers um, on offense in the second half a little bit better. uh, Yeah. I mean, but it feels funny. It feels like we're kind of nitpicking. We have to come up with a wall of fame and wall of shame. I mean, that's the way the podcast goes. But that one was kind of like, uh, you know, it was a little forced. But, uh, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, we have to find it. So now I am going to.
1: We don't have to. It's just like a rule you made up. Yeah,
2: so we have to then because it's a rule (laughs) I made up. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to share my screen with my fellow uh, co-hosts and we're going to look at the uh at our twitter account so if you're not following us please do we're at ctw pod and each week after the bills game i say uh i ask you who or what is on your wall of fame and wall of shame in tonight or today's uh win or loss depending on the game and uh you guys don't disappoint usually sometimes you do gotta be honest sometimes it's <laughs> is uh it's always a fun game you guys always uh bring some insight to the podcast that we may have missed. Uh, Andrew Insing writes, Wall of Fame, the first half Josh. Wall of Shame, second half Josh. It kind of goes with what we were just saying in our Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. Uh, Richard W. Griswold writes, Oliver and Groot disrupted the pack offensive line. Milano snagged an interception off a tipped ball. Diggs hauled in a touchdown and yet another 100-yard receiving game. And finally, Cook and Singletary had impressive runs and catches. Wall of shame, old Josh Allen. <laughs> Gettysburg play of the game, Cook, catch, and run for 41 yards. Uh, I did not, we did not do a Gettysburg of the game. Uh, it was that 41-yard catch was in the fourth quarter. Uh, the captain.
3: <laughs> captain Cook. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. So the Captain Cook catch and run for 41 years. I'll, I'll I'll leave it as a placeholder until you know if something else comes in. I think I think that's a that's a decent start. Uh, Super Bowl 57 champs. Sex. A Dave writes in Wall of Fame. First half. Josh MFing Allen. Matt Milano again wall of shame second half jolo josh yolo josh i think he might mean jolo maybe jolo or yolo josh uh poyer injury of course collinsworth just shut the f up <laughs> collinsworth is so is so annoying um i don't get upset at him i'm just like i don't know <laughs> uh he also writes my piece of shit internet provider crashing every hour 1am 2am 3am wtf uh carlin sullivan writes uh wall of fame Diggs, Milano, Vaughn, and Motor made big plays when we needed them to. Absolutely. Uh, Wall of shame, Edmonds was seeing some ghosts tonight. Why can't we score touchdowns in the red zone? Why is Collinsworth so relentlessly stupid? Uh, it's funny. Edmonds, like, I feel like I criticize Edmonds a lot. And I text you guys some things that I would never say on the podcast, but there's just certain things I want him to do a little bit better, right? Like, if he's going to be our franchise middle linebacker, I want him to be able to stick guys. Like, when he tackles them, I want him to tackle them like they're down at point of contact. But it feels like it's kind of like a little bit of a Preston Brown thing where, like, he tackles them and then he takes them another three yards. I don't know. Do you guys ever feel that way, or is it just me? I know he's great in pass coverage. I know he does a lot of things really well. I just wish he was just a little bit better at some things. Do you guys ever get that way about Edmonds?
3: No, I think he's great. He's young. He's, you know, he's still got, you know, room to grow. He's only like, what, (laughs) 22?
2: Yeah, I think he's like 17 now. It's impressive. Like, he's playing so well for a five year vet. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I think he's been. I didn't think he had a terrible night. And I don't think Carlin was saying that, but. I just wish there was just a little bit more to his game. And I think he's doing I think he's having a really good season. Um, just a little bit more. I don't know. Just like the Matt Milano plays. Like I just wish Edmonds had the same like splash plays that Milano does. And then as far as like why can't we score touchdowns in the red zone, just imagine if we just start regressing towards the mean of our red zone percentage and we'll win a Super Bowl. Um, why is Collinsworth so relentlessly stupid? Um, he must appeal—he must appeal to like an older generation, right? Because I feel like people our age do and younger do not like Chris Collinsworth. So it must appeal to like the older crowd that watches Sunday Night Football. And I don't mean to like insult anyone that's listening that's in their fifties and sixties, but like, do you guys like Chris Collinsworth? Because I—I'm—I I like Al Michaels. Al Michaels is much older than Chris Collinsworth. I would take him any day over Chris Collinsworth. You know. But he's not a color commentary guy, so that's the issue.
3: They must be uh, appealing to the older crowd if they're talking about making long-distance telephone calls after eleven <laughs> p.m. because it's cheaper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was watching a, a Halloween thing on Disney Plus because they have that like Halloween collection where you can just literally, you know, watch uh, anything from like any episode of any show that Disney's ever done, and one was like a 1937 Mickey Mouse cartoon. From Halloween, and I showed them like doing those old-timey telephones where, you know, you listen in one ear and then you talk with your mouth through the other piece, like there's two pieces to it. And I had to explain to my kids like what a phone was like or what that – that that was actually a phone. And that was like, you know, 50-something years before we were born or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that was such a (laughs) – yeah, such an old concept to say that long distance. Like I haven't thought about long distance in 20 years. So – Uh Yeah, Wall of Shame, Chris Collinsworth, constantly. Bill Lasso writes, and he says, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen smiling after big hits, the run game, and anyone who sacked Rodgers. Can't stand him. He looks like someone I would leave my kid... He looks like someone I wouldn't leave my kids alone with. (laughs) Yeah. He almost looks psychotic at this point in his career, doesn't he? He was really likable, I feel like, just a few years ago. Wall of Shame, not putting this game away sooner to give our guys a rest for the Jets. Yeah. Michael Taylor writes, Wall of Fame, Singletary in the rest of the run game. Wall of Shame, Josh Allen did not have a good game. 13 for, yeah, he mentions the stats. That looked like rookie Josh Allen at best. I know the Packers have an amazing pass defense, but yikes. Big R writes, Wall of Fame. Uh, Diggs, a special athlete who can talk trash and actually back it up. Wall of Shame, Josh's interceptions. It was like he dressed up as Zach Wilson for Halloween on those bizarre throws. <laughs> Gettysburg, Packers giving up on 3rd down at the end of the first half, and the Bills getting the field goal to go up 17. I like that as a Gettysburg, too. I do. Private Joker 2003, Wall of Shame. No one was shameful, but Allen was uncharacteristically human this game. Uh, that's, I like that one. Um, then we have Wall of Fame, Singletary in the offensive line. This could have been an ugly game if they weren't so productive. Honorable mention to Cook, who finally looked good.
3: Captain Cook?
2: Andrew Freeman writes, Wall of Fame, Matt Milano, per usual. Also, the Green Bay game plan to run the clock down 17 was a great asset for the Bills. (laughs) That was a good game plan. It was funny. I had a tweet from Mike Catalano. I retweeted him. He said the Packers are showing the entire league the blueprint to beat the Bills. Run the ball. Eat up the clock, limit Josh Allen time on the field, and then lose by three scores. <laughs> Good one by Mike, friend of the podcast. Wall of shame, Andrew writes. Gabe Davis a few bad drops and an awful penalty. Honorable mention to Leslie Frazier for refusing to put in a third linebacker to stop the run. Interesting. Very cool. He has yours, uh, Mike, that's your that's your wall of shame. Buffalo Ceilings writes Wall of Fame, the first half offense. The D-line, especially Miller, Groot, and Oliver. Yeah, Ed Oliver had a great game, too. We mentioned Von Miller and Greg Rousseau. Ed Oliver had a great game, too. Wall of Shame, the second-half offense, and Davis drops. Yeah, Davis had a couple of drops, including ones where just, you know, Jair Alexander just ripped it out of his hands. Louisiana Bills fans right? Wall of Fame, me making my first Bills game, and I guess I'll add digs to it also. Hey, congratulations on your first Bills game, Louisiana Bills fan. This is at Carter Auden. Um, he was tweeting at us, like, wondering where the best wing spots. So we, uh Bill's Mafia, as always, came through. Wall of Shame, he writes, run defense and missed tackles. Nonetheless, a great game and happy to have made it. Go, Bills. That's awesome you made your first game. That's awesome that it was a win. It's awesome that it was on primetime. So congratulations on that one. Let's see. Original Hatred writes, Wall of Fame, James Cook made the most of limited touches, maybe his most snaps of any game thus far. Wall of Shame, the second-half offense was horrible. That falls on Josh on Josh Allen. He missed open receivers and the interceptions. Wait, is it allowed to put him on the wall of shame? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Like. Jay Tang writes, Josh in the second half gets some shame. Glad he got it out of his system. Milano game. (laughs) Milano wall of fame. Dude just balls yeah you know you know if you listen to us I, I stand i stand milano I quietly stand just like he quietly plays. he's the silent assassin. I saw someone come up with that nickname, and I love that name for uh, for uh Matt Milano silent assassin Karen I mean it's way better than captain Cook, so um uh Captain Crunch together there's not a way to make this <laughs>
1: what are you talking about? if there was an actual silent assassin named Matt Milano, it would be amazing. Just like there was an actual (laughs) Captain James Cook.
2: Good point, good point.
1: And it has the added benefit of, like, Captain Hook is such in the vernacular, you you already have that earworm that you like it. You don't know
2: why, but you like it. Mm. It's the earworm. That's what does it. Okay. All right. I should put it out to Twitter and see what Didn't we do that once (laughs) with, like, three nicknames that we each had and we saw who was winning by the end of the... (laughs) <laughs> See by the end of the podcast, who had the best nickname? I just need a nickname for him that's that's different than Captain Cook. Uh, what's I gotta look for? Like <coughs> sayings sayings having to do with cooking. <laughs> uh, baker's dozen doesn't. Uh, these are terrible. What are some quotes about cooking? Cooking is love. Recipe no. Recipe for a run game. How's that? Um, (laughs) It's terrible. I'm not putting that on Twitter. I know I'm going to lose that one. Karen Let's Go Buffalo writes, Wall of Fame. 14, 26, 58, 20. So she's basically giving it to Diggs, Singletary, Milano, and 28 is James Cook. Uh, Weather, finally not shitty, LOL. First half offense. First half awesome game. Wall of Shame. Uh, Green Bay Walker shoving a non-player. We didn't talk about that. Uh, That defensive lineman for the Packers uh, shoved a non-player on the sidelines and they ejected him for it. Uh, And I know that some people on Twitter are like that wasn't. It. I think Sean Merriman, former Bill, former Buffalo Bill, All Pro, Sean Merriman came in, and he's like, uh, "That should never be an ejection." It's like, well, I don't think you're able to just shove someone. Like, it wasn't even a punch. I'm like, well, if you push someone hard enough with your hand, it's kind of a punch, right? Like, I mean, it's not a closed fist, so what's the difference? Like, if you shove, I don't know, it's. <laughs> The guy didn't deserve it. We saw it in its full replay, and even Chris Collinsworth was like, "Oh, it's always the person that retaliates." It's like Chris, the guy didn't do anything. It's not like he kicked him when he was down, you know, on the ground, or he shoved him. He just kind of like helped. He kind of helped him up, kind of. But what did you guys think of that? Do you think that that was deserving of a of a disqualification?
3: I think so, only because before they came back and disqualified him, I thought in my head. Oh, huh, I wonder if that's, like, one strike towards
2: a disqualification. <laughs> so you were thinking disqualification, so obviously you're all for it. I was. Yeah. <laughs> John? I thought it was going to be one of those,
3: because, like, sometimes they do, like, an unsportsmanlike, and that's and the, don't they do, like, oh, so this is one more and you're disqualified or something? Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Don't they do that yeah. sometimes? That's what I was anticipating to begin
2: At with. At least a strike, yeah. So I'm not surprised. I thought it was,
3: it was
1: very egregious, like, just some random... Person on the sideline who's done nothing to you, so I thought it was justified.
2: Yeah, from that standpoint, it's like if you allow that to happen, was <laughs> to say like Sean McDermott isn't there. You just, sh- I mean, it just so happened to be a backup, like practice squad guy or whatever. um But I mean, what if it wasn't? What if it was a coach, or what if it was, you know, Sean? Mc- yeah. How does that? Yeah, I agree. If you let that slide, then everything's fine, right?
3: Um, Especially if you don't have like pads and helmet and like your stuff on, right? Like. <laughs> You're that much more vulnerable to...
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Karen gives Josh Allen three and a half fire emojis. Interesting. Interesting. It's a little bit lower or higher than we gave him, but she she liked his performance. Gettysburg knocks touchdown. Sweet Sassy Molassi was Josh Allen laughing right at the defense by the end zone. Uh, That's a good one. Josh Allen's left arm rights, Wall of Fame, winning a game against a Hall of Fame quarterback... With a C-minus game (laughs) Wall of Shame, Josh Allen He wasn't terrible But too too many bad decisions And bad throws It's a luxury to be mad at a game And be up by 10-plus the whole time Forget the second half and on to next week Go Bills, yes, absolutely Like Josh Allen is my co-pilot, writes Wall of Fame, first half Josh Allen Wall of Shame, second half Josh Allen The D-line needs to finish with sacks Hope that Poyer is okay moving forward Yeah, that Poyer is something we're going to have to be watching uh, closely. Colby Pleasance writes, Wall of Fame, Diggs and Knox. They were both beasts. Wall of Shame, the the weak defense at the end of the game. And honestly, Josh Allen for cucking me in fantasy. (laughs) I needed him to save me from Mixon and Cooper tomorrow and uh, only got me 17 points. Did I tell you I just found out what cucking means this, like, last year? Do you guys know what it means? Am I the only one that it would, had to know, or did you guys always know? I know Mike probably knew. Mike yes, knew. knew. John, did you know? <laughs> John knew. Yes. John, what does it mean then? <laughs> With Without getting too graphic, of course. John's like, what do you think it means, Nate? <laughs> John,
1: we can see you typing <laughs> furiously.
2: <laughs> I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a little bit. <laughs> Do you know, or were you just saying that? No,
3: I was just thinking, trying to think of a smart way to define it without getting into it.
2: Oh, don't think of a smart. Without doing the not safe. Yeah, for do the work uh, yeah, version. do the NSFW version. <laughs> Remember when Mike or when John found out what a taint was like three years into the podcast? He's like, "Wait, wait, what's a taint?" <laughs> Oh, that's what a taint was. Well, it, the way that you guys were using it. It was a little confusing. There's only one way to use a taint, John. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> As Mike's pointed out on many po- many a podcast episode, you can do many things with a nice taint. <laughs>
3: See, to me, a touchdown after interception can be the next is the next play. Like you get the interception. All right, we're off. We're play. off taint. Oh, boy, we're okay. off taint.
2: We need to get back on the cucking. Do you know what that means? I think you, I, I thought you got back on taint. <laughs> I just want to make sure John doesn't know what cucking meant till today either. <laughs> think of it. Think of it in a way. Just say it, yeah in a, in a G, PG rated way, and I'll tell you how I found out what it meant, so you don't feel so bad. I
1: feel like we we had the discussion. I can't remember if it was on the podcast. It was not.
3: Were you uh, looking at some stuff up on the internet when you found <laughs> out?
2: <laughs> it's a certain thing I'm into, actually. <laughs> you just didn't know what it was called. I didn't know until my wife told me. Okay, <laughs> John, do you really not know what it is? Just please tell us. This is taking. This is dragging on. Just tell us if you do or don't. And just try to. I Can do. you please tell? Say... So just tell. Them, <laughs> just, just tell, tell the, the story. No, you did it. <laughs> Because I felt dumb for not knowing it, I need to know that you know it too, so I would feel
3: you're, better. You don't. You don't need to feel dumb.
2: Okay, We'll <laughs> just. <second. laughs> okay, so John doesn't know what I mean. So anyway, I'm going to describe it to, for John and anyone else that does. It's basically a guy. So, so this guy came up to me at a carnival over the summer and is like, "Oh, go Bills or whatever," because I was wearing Bills stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Are you a Bills fan?" He's like, "No, I'm a Cowboys fan," which I thought was really weird. Like, why would you ever say "Go Bills" if you're not a Bills fan? You can talk about the Bills, but don't say go Bills. Like, that's like a that's like an us thing, right? Like, you have to be an actual member of the Mafia to say go Bills to someone. But I didn't say anything. And then he was starting to get, like, totally political, right? And he's just like, yeah, you know, these cucks and stuff like that and this and that. And I was like, oh, like, what is it? Like, I've heard it. That tossed around but I've never really actually to me it just meant like democrat or something like that like it just seemed like something that like republicans always said about democrats right like so like oh okay well maybe I should actually look into what it's what people keep saying you know there's just certain things in your vernacular (coughs) that you just associate with things but you don't actually like think about what they actually mean so for those that don't know and somebody's like when Colby says uh, Josh Allen cucked him in fantasy um, it allowed uh, somebody else to be with your significant other. You, I don't know if you watch it as a thing, or you're just okay with it. You're just like fine, like you know, that's my wife, my wife. You know, that's just like I just, I, I just let it happen. Different right? Different
1: levels isn't isn't the right word, but you, it's like I guess like, that would be the most insulting term. But it comes from like the cuckoo bird, where it's like the bird lays its its egg in another bird's nest, and then its egg hatches first, and then that chick pushes the other eggs out, and then the other bird comes back and doesn't realize that it's raising the young of the cuckoo bird,
2: mm. right? I had no idea it went back that far. The internet did not give me that when I went to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> talked <laughs> about that. No. Oh, okay.
1: So then, like, from the human perspective, it's like what you're describing, but then also, if you're raising... Oh. Kids who you don't know are not yours. Mm. Oh yeah, which if is ridiculously any high any percentage. Age.
3: If it makes you feel any better, I did not know about the cuckoo bird.
2: Which is a ridiculously high percentage. Is that what you said?
1: So even people that th- think they're in monogamous relationships and who and they're like, oh, that's definitely my kid. A lot of times it really isn't.
2: I guess it sounds like a Maury Povich sort of. Uh, that's why that was so popular. People finding out. <laughs> they were or were not the father
1: but i think like humans that's why a lot of the time like evolutionary kids are supposed to look like the dad so then the dad can be more sure of the paternity uh-huh. you know when you have a, a baby like oh that looks just like neat <laughs> <laughs> that puts your yeah, yeah. mind yeah ease. That, that poor child you
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> i remember telling my wife like if our if our child ends up uh tall or like uh if I'm tall or or like not like light skinned, like me because I'm kind of pale I'm like I'll know it's not mine and I always thought that was a funny joke and then she's just like you realize when you say that you're insinuating that I've been with someone else in this uh, you know strictly monogamous relationship I'm like yeah I didn't think about it like that I just thought it was kind of funny to say that like you know (laughs) (laughs) funny that I was getting at the time did not know the cuckoo thing so yeah deep in my mind I was just playing out my insecurities through humor (laughs) <laughs> mm. But, yeah, yeah mm. Mm. but yeah, now that I think about it, my kids kinda do look like me, so at least to start out, I- interesting evolutionary thing.
1: we should have like an ad for a paternity test mm. or d n a
2: maybe in the off season, I'll tell the story about my about you know my wife's college roommate's husband who found out that his father wasn't the father and wasn't the father of his five siblings, <laughs> so that that was an interesting mm. conversation another time another time when the bills are losing when the bills lose we'll just talk about whatever it doesn't matter
1: <laughs> he's uh not a regular no he's so. not
2: no he doesn't even like the bills so we're good we're good uh edgar donny brook let's finish let's finish this off uh after that amazing discussion about cucking that john just found out about along with me uh part of it <laughs> I knew the crude terminology. I didn't know it came from the cuckoo. So at least I had, at least John has that with me. Uh, Edgar Donnybrook writes Wall of Fame, first half Josh Allen motor D line getting pressure. Milano had another great game. Wall of Shame, second half Josh Allen. Hamlin got turned around so badly on that touchdown, he ended up on the Canadian side of the Niagara Falls. <laughs> That's a good one. DeMar Hamlin, though, like for all intents and purposes, he's had a good season. But yeah, that was definitely one of the one of the rough ones. I mean, DeMar Hamlin was in on that like fourth and was it fourth and one where they stopped them uh, to turn, over, turn it over on downs like he was in on it. Taron Johnson was in on it. Daquan Jones was in on it. Daquan Jones is having a great season. I, I love that. I love him on the defensive line. He doesn't get enough credit. He's the Matt Milano of the defensive line. Always there. Never gets enough credit. Uh, and then we'll end it on this one Jonathan Gage, Wall of Fame The Bills defense for keeping us in the game After a lackluster second half By the Bills offense And the coach who took the hit from Walker To get him ejected <laughs> Yeah I think I think they said it was a backup tight end on the practice squad So hey Whoever takes a shot man, it's worth it Take out one of their starters And then they lost like two or three other starters to injuries So Bills got a little bit lucky that way Wall of Shame, second half, Josh Allen, and he looked completely off after halftime. Need a better week. Thank you guys all for uh, joining us on the uh, on the Twitter Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. Um, I think that wraps it up for for us. Uh, thank you guys so much for 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 listening and everything, um, and uh, being with us, uh, John and Mike. Any final words before we uh, we end this bad boy?
1: I feel like I'm a little soured on Aaron Rodgers
2: because you used to like him a lot more just a few years ago yeah I, f- I feel
1: like he used to be humble now, now he acts like he's the smartest guy in the room like you saw his comments leading up to this like oh like going to Buffalo that's exactly what we needed like it. he just he thinks he's an expert on everything right like we saw with COVID with motivation with leadership it's like guy like know your lane stick to it a little bit
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's maybe no, no, that's no, no, just no. Me.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Part of me, so this is—it's like it's, it's insufferable.
1: It's like he's become a blowhard, <laughs> yeah. just pontificating about every single thing.
2: Yeah, like we need his opinion. Kind of like—is it? Would you say it's a broader level of like Cole Beasley? Because Cole Beasley would give his thoughts on one specific topic, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, so annoying to hear it." But like, he went on Joe Rogan, like he was. He's trying to make a spotlight for himself, but it's not like a good spotlight. It's kind of a controversial one. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Like he was likable before he was winning. He was smiling. Now he just seems pissed all the time. Like never, I don't know. They're losing.
1: I think it, it, it's 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 a, a trap a lot of people follow when they're super successful in one area. It makes them think or leads them to believe that they know everything there is to know about all different subject matter when really you're just, an expert in the one narrow field. It's like, you can't extrapolate to everything else. And it just feels like Rogers has fallen into that.
2: Like you're a great quarterback. So obviously I'm a great quarterback. So obviously I know more about medicine than most people. Right. It's
1: just everything. he to, Yeah. Like even if you're a great quarterback doesn't mean, you know, exactly like what everybody on the team needs for motivation, for leadership. You know what I mean? Just his comments come off, come off as tone deaf.
2: Yeah, it was weird that he almost tried to give the Bills defense some bulletin board material after their last loss, after the Packers lost to the Commanders. Like, oh, I think this will be good for us. I think this is exactly what we need, you know, you know, to, to, right. to go into Buffalo yeah. and have a good game against them. It's like, <laughs> they have a bye week. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little soured on Rodgers, too. I did like him for the majority of his career, except for the last season or two. Respected him. I mean, He was getting an MVP at, what, 37, 38? Um, John, what did you think of Aaron Rodgers? fan not a fan
3: yeah i guess it's it's weird because like i never thought too much about him until the last couple of years obviously i've seen him play but he's a great quarterback but like i never really listened to him before and like i look at him now and listen to him it's kind of i don't know he seems kind (laughs) of (laughs) douchey
2: douchey is a is a great (laughs) is a great uh yeah term for it yeah douchey rogers Sometimes I'm wondering, like, am I giving him crap because he's a Green Bay quarterback and I'm not the biggest fan of Brett Favre right now <laughs> with things coming out? Like, do I associate them, like, subconsciously? And that's why I'm kind of, you know, and plus he, like, slicked his hair back so he kind of looks like a villain, you know, of some sort of movie, like <laughs> a B-class villain from, like, the 90s movies that we used to watch, <laughs> you know, like... Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to I was trying to think tonight. I'm like I know I've seen that guy. I'm trying to think of the movie specifically where I saw him. I don't know if it was Die Hard or uh mm. or it was probably like a Disney movie or like I don't know, one of those uh one of those uh, campy 90s movies, but uh I think that. And before it used to be like, you know, like long hair, like Hippie Aaron Rodgers or like, you know, uh he, I don't know, he was like dating supermodels, and uh, now he doesn't talk to his family, and it's just, you know maybe, oh, they just can't understand him it's like, well, maybe he's a jerk, maybe that's why they don't talk to him, I don't know uh, yeah, so th- that was uh, that was Mike's final thought John, not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers I agree, John, is there any other final thoughts on this game, or, or the Buffalo Bills in general?
3: Uh, I'm a big fan of the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. Josh Allen, and I think they're gonna win the rest of their games
2: Nice, nice.
1: Real quick, update on the playoff chances. So to make the playoffs, they're 99%. Seems like a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Win the divisions, 87%, and to have that first-round buy is sitting at 69%. Giggity. Giggity. I,
2: like, I like that uh, that stats update, or the, the chances, the statistical playoff chance and AFC divisional champ and conference champ uh, chances. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at the Lago. What were the
1: You wanna take a st- you wanna take a stab at this updated super winning the Super Bowl? So when
2: we put a bet on it it was twenty to one? Sixteen to one? It was plus it was plus sixteen no, what was it? Plus I don't even remember what it was. Do you remember what it was, Mike? The odds that we got at the beginning of the season? No. It was like plus sixteen hundred or something.
1: This is – the format I'm looking at is like a percentage. So to make the playoffs, 99%. Win the division, 87%. First round by, 69%. Win the Super Bowl is what percent?
2: Oh, jeez. Uh, 52%, I'm going to say. John. <laughs> percent Yes, of course. Was it 51? <laughs> uh, no, you're way too high. It's, it's less than 52? Oh, you know there's like... <laughs> well, they're going to win the AFC. They basically have them winning the AFC, right? Or is it to have the first seed? That's what it was, 69%. Just okay, to have okay, the okay, first yeah. seed, okay, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. 26% chance to win the Super Bowl. And the next highest is the Eagles at 17%. Chiefs 13 Cowboys okay. at 12 and then it drops off precipitously.
2: You know what the good thing is if the Bills play the Eagles in the Super Bowl the guy I I just talked to last week from CBS Jeff Kerr was saying that like he's an Eagles fan so he like does podcasting he does like a lot of stuff for Eagles besides writing nationally for cbs.com c- cbsports.com and he was saying if the Bills Play the Eagles right now. He's like the Bills would destroy the Eagles. He's like I've. He's like they're six and one, and they played a much harder schedule than the Eagles have at seven and zero. Oh. So be interesting. But so yeah, if they make the Super Bowl, a hundred percent win. So there, that's a good stats, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for uh, and for the and for the nickname Captain Cook. Uh, did he have like a nickname? He probably had a nickname, didn't he? Was he Blackbeard? <laughs> Was that who it was? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Redbeard? Wasn't there another Long John Silver? Is that who he was? <laughs> the character in a in a novel, <laughs> James Cook. Oh
1: no, he wasn't a
3: pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: you're still Captain, thinking about Hook.
2: I'm still stuck on Captain Hook. That's what it is. The children's movie character. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. So thank you guys all for listening to this, for the for the tangents and everything. Uh, it was a good Bills win. Uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. So signing off for John. Go Bills. For Mike. Go Bills. For me, Nate. Go Bills. And we'll talk to you guys again next week.
1: Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.